just kind of had this mindset, okay, well, you know what? I'm not waiting <laughs> for this guy. I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go make a home for myself. Hi, and welcome to Old Maid, a podcast about living faithful single life in a very merry church. I'm your host, Gerilyn. Today you'll meet the lovely and soft-spoken Kamika. We've occasionally sung in choir together at my former church where she is one of the worship leaders. She has practical advice on not dwelling on loneliness and living in contentment even when life doesn't go as planned. The audio quality is a little rough and that's my fault. Turns out my air conditioner is kind of loud and uh, I'm not skilled enough of a sound engineer to fix that entirely. We also go on this tangent when my roomie comes in, but it's kind of funny, so I left it in. <laughs> anyway, it's about cats. Anyway, I hope you enjoy and are encouraged by this chat with Kamika. Start by like telling me a bit about yourself. Um, what do you do for work, for fun? That kind of thing. Sure. I work uh, at, at Grunthal Lumber um, in Grunthal, <laughs> clearly. And um, I've been there just over a year now. And I'm kind of doing a bit of a variety of things right now. Um, I work a little bit at the till, and then I work a bit in the office, uh, setting up new accounts and doing receivables and. Um, receiving orders that have come in and mm -hmm. just a bunch of different things so okay yeah a variety of things is it a, like a pretty small place like where lots of people do multiple types of jobs like that um i would say that there's there are specific jobs there but um but there is some cross training as, as mm -hmm. well yeah i remember when i was like in past jobs i've appreciated when i could like leave the job I did every day and do something else for a while. So the cross training is probably kind of nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I like the variety. Mm -hmm. um, makes the days a little bit more interesting and, and full. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what do you do for fun? I enjoy uh, reading. I enjoy listening to podcasts, different, like, church podcasts, um, teaching stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I took up gardening this year. How's that going? It, it's going okay. I, I don't have like a garden bed, but I decided to plant in pots. So, okay. So that's been fun. Like just seeing things actually growing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's exciting. I, I find just to see, you know, I planted something and, and, and it's actually growing. Yeah. And just looking like every day after work, I go and look at all the plants. I'm like, okay, is there any change? You know? <laughs> just, I do much the same with yeah. mine. I have to go look and see what's the progress. <laughs> yeah. How are my babies? Yeah. <laughs> what's happened over the day? <laughs> you know, not much, but. <laughs> when it's warm like this, though, sometimes it is quite a, a drastic yes. difference from yeah. one day to the next. When it feels like that, you know, the hot and humid and the greenhouse effect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you can actually see growth within a day yeah it'd be fun sometimes in like the early spring to put like a time-lapse camera on say like a bean plant or something that and see what cool. happens during the day that would be neat i remember being able to see them just like they 
all of a sudden you don't see it all of a sudden they're up so there must be a moment when it happens yeah I've just never been there for it (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) what books have you been reading um oh let's see I usually start a bunch and then I don't always finish them but a while ago uh I started reading a book called what's it called now how how to lead when you're not in charge Hmm. Uh, and it was recommended by um, uh, a leader uh, in our church. And yeah, it was kind of like a, a group book read. So I started that one. And now it's been a while since I picked it up, so I can't remember all the points in there. But uh, the author, yeah, made some really good points. And uh, I'm probably going to have to go back and read from the beginning again to mm-hmm. <laughs> to it all. Yeah. yeah. Also uh, top that, that that sounds like a really interesting topic. Yeah, kind of. Sorry, go ahead. Having always been, like, never been in charge, (laughs) but always, like, been interested in being leader in whatever ways I could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He kind of, I'll try and remember now a little bit of it, but he kind of talks about, like, himself being involved in in ministry at a church and, uh, you know, answering to, like, his boss um, and kind of putting... Uh, when things wouldn't go right or whatever, or where there were actually opportunities where he had influence for a change, mm-hmm. where he would just blame everything on everyone else and not yeah. take on responsibility himself mm-hmm. and and recognize that he actually had influence in certain opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so he had a chat with his <laughs> boss one day, and um, and this guy just kind of opened his eyes. You know what? You actually have influence. Even yeah. though you're technically not in charge or whatever, you yeah. actually have um, you have influence in the situation, and you mm-hmm. should be taking advantage of it. <laughs> so I guess just kind of like servant leadership, which is like it's true at in work and also just in life that sometimes it's like we it's very easy to just blame our problems on other people or on like circumstances that are control, but like often there is at least a little bit of influence that we do have over whatever that thing is that we're complaining about. Yeah. Yeah. So the next question was, can you tell me a little bit about how you grew up in your family life growing up? I grew up in the country, yeah, just outside of Grunthal, in a faith-based home. Um, I have one younger brother, and uh, yeah. When- Did you grow up going to church? Yes. Yeah. Um, went to church as a family all my life. My parents were involved in the worship ministry um, in the in the churches that we attended, and maybe and I think maybe that's where or that's how I guess I was influenced eventually to be become involved also mm-hmm. in the worship ministry at church. Um, yeah. Was music part of like were you taking like piano lessons or anything like that as a kid? I did, yeah. I took piano lessons from like grade four till after graduation. Um, went to like grade ten piano, grade nine or ten. Uh, Higher than I ever went. <laughs> yeah, I found that like I, I really enjoyed it. I loved taking lessons and learning. But once I was I was out of school, then for me it just became a lot more work with yeah. theory and everything that I just couldn't keep up with with yeah. also now then working so yeah yeah then I 
did you take voice lessons at all? And no. Um, I only started taking vocal coaching when I uh, in twenty thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's been a few years now that I have been, but when I was growing up, no, I never took voice lessons. But we sang a lot as a family at mm-hmm. home. Um, my dad came from a family uh, where his siblings, uh, they, they, they all sang together. Mm-hmm. There's like, what, six, seven of them? And uh, like my grandparents would actually, that's what they did in the evenings. That's what they did for fun. They sang as a family and they would go sing at churches and stuff. They go around. My dad plays the drums. Um, some of his siblings played instruments as well. Uh, so anyway, so then in our family, like my, my mom sings as well. And so they would encourage me to sing with them just at home. And um, didn't I didn't always want to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And was very, like, very shy and very private, like, with singing. I love singing, and I always have. But, like, I'd be, like, you know, just, I'd rather just sing in my room by myself or just mm-hmm. be isolated and just sing. <laughs> was, it, was it hard for you to make the jump up to, like, singing at quite a large church? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that only came through, like, a... A process, a journey of, uh, um, I think, so way back when, in uh, a different church we attended at the time, <clears throat> my parents were, um, I think they were asked to do a special number, and so they wanted me to be involved in that. So that's where my beginnings were with singing in front of other people, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and that was super scary <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah, super <laughs> nerve-wracking. But uh, yeah, that was where I, I learned to sing in front of other people. Uh, yeah, then down the road, um, I got involved. Uh, it, I was attending a different church and um, was involved in playing piano there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then slowly they were asking me to sing there too and um, and then eventually be on the mic there so it just kind of like kind of grew into you know specifically just singing yeah um, very gradually yeah like in front of a congregation um yeah so then when now like singing at Southland church um I joined the choir yeah. you know nice and hidden right you're you're blending in with everyone else I was comfortable there <laughs> and uh and one of the singers on one of the teams she was um not gonna be there for a weekend and they just asked if I want to sub for her it was a uh, for an alto um part and I said sure and then this person um decided to to uh discontinue like serving in that way and so they just asked you know would you consider just staying on mm-hmm. the team um and yeah from there it just kind of morphed into you know more leading and stuff and yeah so it's been a a gradual journey had I been asked you know like put right front you know in front center whatever right (laughs) off the hop I think I don't know I don't know what had happened (laughs) to me if that would have happened not enough breath left in your lungs to sing at that point (laughs) yeah no yeah the nerves would have been way too high for that no yeah (laughs) 
very hard to sing when you're nervous sometimes. It, it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I still have moments like that. Uh, not as often as I used to, but yeah, there's definitely moments mm-hmm. of, of nerves there. But whatever you work through just, it. <laughs> just pretend you're emotional. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just cover it with, <laughs> with emotions. No, no. That's called deception. You don't do that. <laughs> no. No. Rather just breathe through it. <laughs> Yeah. So going back to your childhood, mm-hmm. when you were young, what was your expectation of what your adult life would look like? Um, well, so I grew up in a home where my dad worked outside the home. My mom was a homemaker. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think I just naturally thought that's, you know, that's how my life would look as well. Um, you know, I'd get married young, right out of high school, you know, I don't know. I, I look up to my parents a lot. And so I thought, oh, yeah, I'll probably just, you know, be just like, like they had, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And then, you know, raise a family, start at a young, you know, a younger age, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. Um, and be a homemaker and yeah, <clears throat> take care of the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of my expectation. Yeah, it sounds roughly like my, what mine would have been, too. Yeah. And my parents got married when they were, like, 19 and 21. So okay. So, pretty much straight out of high school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that's not what happened. You're single now. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is the journey that has led you up to this place? Was it a, a conscious choice to be single, or did it just not work out? Or what did that look like for you? <clears throat> I would say it just didn't lend itself that way <laughs> it wasn't a, a, a intentional choice yeah I think just like looking back going like from from school and on I just never really met a guy that that I felt I would click with or, or whatever right mm-hmm, yeah um the opportunity just kind of didn't present itself if you will okay. um, yeah so not for a you know a lack of desiring you know marriage, yeah. So that's how I would sum that up. I'm not sure how to say this in a succinct way, but like, how have you gone about building a life or putting down roots as a single person? Then I would say when I was still at home, and then you know thinking about moving out, I just kind of had this mindset. Okay, well you know what. I'm not waiting <laughs> for this guy. I'm just going to, you know what? I'm going to go make a home for myself mm-hmm. and whatever, carry on with life. And um, we'll see how things look down the road, right? <laughs> what opportunities come. So I moved out and um, it was working, and obviously, and got very involved in my church. And so just kind of filled my life with, with those things. And my family, like my brother and sister-in-law, have four kids. And so I I invest, I try to invest in them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've just tried to live in the present and, and, and work with what's in, in front of me. And sort of not, not dwell on what you, what you don't have, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Has that been hard? Uh, definitely times where that's been hard, yeah, for sure. I would say overall, I've been content, but yeah, there have definitely been times in my life where 
where I have struggled with, you know, where I'm at uh, in desiring marriage. Um, when I look at, and this is what makes it hard, when, you, when I'm looking around at others that I know, I go, oh, you know, that that could have been me or, or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, uh, which isn't healthy <laughs> to do. Comparing is never good. Yeah. So, yeah, so there have been moments. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For some people who are single, then loneliness can be an issue. Has that been an issue for you? And then if so, like how have you dealt with that? Uh, yeah, that has been an issue sometimes. Um, uh, I'm, I'm growing in, in how, how I'm dealing with that. Um, I recognize <laughs> more easily when that's coming on. And then when those, you know, those emotions come up, then I have to make a decision, okay, you know, am I going to live in this? <laughs> now am I going to make my evening or whatever? Like, I, I, I'll find for myself, typically that'll happen when I'm coming home from work. Mm. And it's like, okay, so another evening alone, <laughs> right? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but I'm recognizing quicker, okay, uh, when it's coming on and, and I have to make a decision, am I going to spend the rest of this evening in self-pity and, you know, sorrow, <laughs> or am I going to be productive and <laughs> make the most of this time? Mm-hmm. Um, so it has to be a real conscious decision. And so how I try to deal with that is just focus on something else. Um, fill my time with things that are edifying and good. and <laughs> Yeah. That occupy my mind and Things that make me feel like I'm being productive and mm-hmm. yeah. What are some of those things? Listening to podcasts would <laughs> be one. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely that. Yeah. Um, listening to music, going out and doing stuff like going for a bike ride or or looking at my plants. Yes. <laughs> or uh, reading or yeah, just things like that. I guess. And if all else fails, there's always housework. And housework, yes. <laughs> That's always. sometimes for me, like... Yes. Especially, like, earlier when when COVID was just hitting. Then it's like, okay, well, now I have time for lots of housework, <laughs> so let's do lots of housework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you run out of it eventually, so you have to sort of ration it out. That's true. That <laughs> or true. create more for yourself. <laughs> yes, there is really never an end to that. So there is always that as well. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. You live out in the country? I live in Mitchell. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Small town. With a yard? Yes. You have a yard work as well? Yeah. Yes. Summertime. That, that's remarkably therapeutic too, I find. Yes. I, like, I don't have a yard. But there are beds, like, out there around my little patch of green there that no one was taking care of. And so I just started taking care of them. Okay. And that has been tremendously therapeutic. Yeah. That's good. That is good. It is. I find that too. Mm-hmm. It is very therapeutic. I love mowing the yard. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I don't get to mow the yard, but. But just being outside, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With and working on nature. something. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What benefits or blessings would you say synchronous has brought to you? I would say that, uh, like, it, it definitely leaves more time um, for things like 
my family, time to spend with my nieces and my nephew. They range in age now. I'm terrible at remembering their ages always, but I think they're now seven up to 13, 12 or 13. And um, over this, these last couple of months, uh, when they've now been at home from school, I've been having one or two of them over every weekend. Okay. Like for a night. And uh, it just was an opportunity to give them a break from whatever from each other and for my, my brother and sister-in-law to have a little bit of time to themselves, uh, you know, on a, on a weekend night. And, uh, and just time to spend a little bit more one-on-one with them. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you have all four of them together, uh, you know, when, our, when our family all gets together, they all want attention. Right, and you can't give them all yeah. each their own attention at yeah. one time, and so that's been really special just con- to connect with them more one on one. So that is definitely a blessing that singleness has brought, just time to invest in them, and um, yeah, so I want them to have good memories uh, with their aunt. <laughs> you know, I'm like I I imagine that something like that is probably super meaningful for, for them like I have an uncle and aunt so my aunt has been married my almost my entire childhood but she would have you know the whole family over and she and my uncle would babysit us overnight sometimes for our parents and I have a really close relationship with her now where we like I like I'm sh- when there's something I can't tell my mom I tell her <laughs> my mom yeah. will listen to this but she knows she knows <laughs> my aunt things I don't tell her yeah yeah and so yeah it'll be really special I guess later down the road maybe valuable you know to have that mentor mentor type relationship with with nieces and nephews will be really special yeah totally I don't have any yet but <laughs> fingers crossed I will soon yeah yeah oh yeah yeah I hope so too. by the time I put out this podcast I will have three married siblings okay so, yeah exciting yeah right on yeah but yeah I know for myself too like I had I have aunts who who spent time with me as well Mm -hmm. um and yeah like it impacted me in such a positive way and now yeah like our relationships I I really value really Mm -hmm. treasure and I want that for for my nieces and nephew for sure Mm -hmm. yeah so that'd probably be the biggest blessing I would say offhand in being single is that time to put pour into them yeah mm-hmm. um what have been some of the harder things about being single you talked a little bit about loneliness and also like I guess the disappointment um what else maybe there's some like more like more practical type aspects <laughs> as well yeah sure um you know things like uh clearing the driveway in winter (laughs) um sometimes it'd be really nice if you know had a husband who would you know just take initiative to do that (laughs) we're talking really really practical yeah that would be something um and just you know be able to fix things around the home i know not all guys are handy right but whatever if he was handy in theory um be really great <laughs> have you had to learn how to fix things yourself 
Um, not so much, only because my dad is fairly handy. <laughs> so when problems arise, I end up calling him, and um, yeah, and he helps out with that. <laughs> but yeah, things like that. Um, and you know, and even just the uh, being able to talk things through with someone or whatever. And I mean, friendships are great for that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to have that, you know, to have a spouse that you can like share things with and just bounce things off of and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, decisions, for instance, are not entirely on your shoulders, that kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. As a single person... Do you think that your experience in church has been different than it might be for married people? And have you generally felt that you belonged in your church community? I guess I'm thinking about that. I I would probably say I would I think that I think of myself as of having been very involved um, in 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 specific ministry at church, mm-hmm. but I know that there's many married couples that also are Mm -hmm. so in that way I don't think my experience would be all that different you know for those that are also helping serving in in the church in some capacity Mm -hmm. so when I look at it from that angle then I would say probably not my experience isn't much different um uh if we're looking at like if you've got kids and you've got to get them I'm just talking really practically now but yeah you know you bring you're getting them ready to bring to church in this chaos before you leave and you're not getting there on time or you got to bring them to kids men and then you go sit in the service and you would be called to the service because your kid isn't able to you know last in kids church so you got to leave the service to get them in that way I, I'm able to take in a whole service you yeah. know and not be thinking about children, you know, and caring for their needs at the same time. Um, so there's not that mm-hmm. um, compared to a married couple of kids, I would say. Um, um, then there's the aspect of, I know that, you know, there's people that, um, that, as a single person, they feel that there really isn't as much opportunity to connect with others as married people do within the church. Um, but there again, I'm thankful that at Southland we have you know small groups, and in that way, um, I do feel belonging and connected because I know that I know people in the church. And so married couples, too, have that opportunity to connect with other people within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I guess it depends what angle you look at it. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. maybe your experience is similar. Like, as someone who's generally been quite involved in church, um, that in itself helps create the line because you tend to... Um, 
join your own little community of people. Like, mm -hmm. we're both a little bit shyer people, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. And um, it's we don't necessarily want to just go up to someone and start talking. But when you get to work alongside them or sing alongside them, then you have that shared bond that helps open up those possibilities for opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think personally anyway, then aside from, like, feeling a calling or obligation to serve, serving has just been a way to start establishing that belonging in a church as well. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So the last question. If you could give advice to other single women, what would you say? Oh, it's Rosie. There's a cat in there, I think. They've been very well behaved. Have they? I was very afraid that they would start howling or something. Especially Arthur, he's so mean. He's very mean. Really, having worked worked from home with him as my constant companion, then I've had some experiences with him fighting with the other cat in the background. And oh boy. During calls. <laughs> him climbing up on the desk and like hitting things with his paws and his tail. And like, oh. Telling the person on the phone, like, if I hang up by accident, that was my cat. That's my cat. Not me. Occasionally <laughs> <laughs> that, that helps bond you to the person you're talking to. They're like, oh, I have a needy cat too. It's fine. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cats are also the single person's friend because it's nice to have pets. Yes. Do you have pets? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I, I, I consider more and more about getting a small dog. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Before Rosie moved in, I was thinking about similar thing, except that I don't really know what to do with dogs, so I might have to stick to cat. Yeah. And if you enjoy housework, they ensure that you always have something to do. <laughs> True enough, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I can only imagine, for sure. Never have I vacuumed and swept so much. <laughs> oh, hey. And I lived with my brother for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was fun to live with, but I did sweep a lot, a lot. Yeah. He was a work. He's a workman. He he tracks in stuff all the time. Anyway, that's the question. <laughs> yeah, if you could give advice to other single women, what would you say? <laughs> um, get a dog or cat. <laughs> <laughs> you won't run out of things to do. Um, yeah, I would say, um, I would say encourage people, you know, to live in the moment. Um, whatever situation you find yourself in right now, to, to work it. <laughs> um, yeah, to focus on, you know, uh, let's say, like, in your workplace, um, being the best you can be at that, at where you're at, and, and um, you know, encouraging those around you. Um, growing a character, being intentional about that. Um, and, yeah, like, not giving up on your desires or your dreams and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. For sure, like, you know, God has good plans for us and um he loves you know 
it, scripture talks about he makes all things new. He loves new things. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, I think he likes to take us from one level to another, one phase to another. Um, so not to stop dreaming and making goals, but, <clears throat> but uh, definitely living in the moment, taking advantage of the time that you have now. And pouring into others and pouring into yourself and, you know, seeking God in, in this moment. What what does he want me to learn right now? What does he have for me to do right now? Um, what does he want to work in me now? And maybe what, what's he trying to prep in me now <laughs> for later? That sort of thing. Don't, don't miss the moment because um, we're not going to have it back. Old Maid is written and produced by Gerald Butchers. Connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at Old Maid Pod. My website is oldmaidpodcast.com. And this brings us to the end of season two of Old Maid. And for now, I'm going to be on hiatus. Thanks everyone for listening and supporting. I hope the show has been encouraging and instructive. I know it has been for me. Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>